Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. I'm your host, Petty Eminger. You may know me as Petty Pop Culture from TikTok. If it is your first time here, thank you so much for coming. Take a seat in the classroom wherever you would like. You are so welcome. If it is not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you. I stand you. I am in your fandom. Today is Friday. I am so Sorry, I missed the episode on Tuesday. I was out in LA. I was booked and busy. I missed you guys so much on Tuesday night. I was like, oh, I wish I made an episode today. I truly missed y'all. Let's never be apart from each other ever again. Let's never miss an episode ever again. But I had such a fun, crazy time in LA, and I can't wait to tell you guys all about it. I really lived my Hollywood fantasy And it was actually kind of wild, the whole Influencer LA life. So I can't wait to just tell you guys about what happened that week. I think you guys will love the inside tea. And I can't wait. There's also some other crazy topics that we need to talk about today. Like you probably have already heard a bit about the Adam Levine cheating drama on his Victoria's Secret model wife. Everyone's weighing in. Should he be held responsible? Do we hate him? Do we hate the girl that he cheated with? What is going on? Is this even real? We're going to get to the bottom of everything that Maroon 5 himself did. Then we're going to talk about the Chloe and Tristan season premiere of the Kardashians on Hulu and the true evil that is Tristan Thompson and how Chloe reacted to him having a baby with someone else. And then we're going to kind of talk about my time in LA and I'm going to name drop some influencers that I met, if I liked them, if I didn't, who I saw out, what the influencer networking scene was like what it was truly like if it's toxic like everyone says then we are going to get into the whole kind of finale of the is harry Styles still dating olivia wilde drama the don't worry darling rumors now that the movie is coming out tomorrow just put an end to it all and we're going to talk about what some of the worst male directors in the history of hollywood have done to their employees and their actors compared to what Olivia Wilde has done. And we're going to compare the amount of hate she gets to the amount of hate that they got. So it's going to be a really amazing episode. Make sure you listen to the whole thing. If you don't know already, this is a Tuesday, Friday class. So make sure you tune in for every session. Follow along like a good student. Attendance is mandatory. It's mandatory. You will lose 100% of your grade if you are not in class. Sorry, I don't make the rules. Um, actually I do. <laughs> anyway, make sure to like this on Spotify. You're already here. You may as well do this. So, um, follow it on Spotify, rate it a five star, rate it five star on Apple podcast. Take a screenshot of yourself listening to it, post it on your Instagram story and tag me and I'll hit you up in your DMs. It helps the podcast grow because we don't have big companies doing it for me. And I would just appreciate it so much. But without further ado, students, let's get into Pop Culture University. Take your seats. Class is in session.
Maroon 5 himself, Adam Levine, has found himself in so much trouble this week. It's almost like the demise I was waiting to happen. All these white men in Hollywood get dragged down to the abyss. And I'm like, hmm, I don't get the best vibe from Adam Levine. I wonder what his scandal will be. I know it's coming. Apparently, he wanted a lot of girls to put their sugar down on him like his song goes. So let's just get into the whole thing. So Adam Levine, if you don't know, is married to a Victoria secret model that he has been married to since 2014. Her name is Bahati Prinsloo. I know, such a unique name. It's beautiful, though. Bihati Prinsloo. Okay, work, Bihati Prinsloo. Um, they have two kids, and they have another kid on the way. So you know you think he'd be loyal. You think he would be that family man. But no, he's being a dirty, dirty dog, a hound dog, hound dog, hound dog. You ain't nothing but a... Anyway, he's being a hound dog all over town, apparently, because an Instagram model named Sumner Stroh has recently come out on TikTok with a video with over 25 million views claiming that she had a year-long affair with Adam Levine while he was still with... What do I always say on this podcast, students? It's always the Instagram models. They have the worst reputation. I don't want to hate on influencers. I want influencers to thrive and have great reputations. I want to be one myself. So why would I want to spread lies and damage the reputation of influencers as a whole? It's really the truth, though, that Instagram models are always trying to take someone's man, wreck a home. It's just a fact. They are out here putting their elbows into people's personal lives to leak the story, to get more famous, get more followers, and sell more ads on their account. That's just how the game works. That's what Instagram models have to do for a living. If you meet one at the bar, run. Literally run. Get away as fast as you can. Because the reputation of them is so bad. And this is just another example. Anyway, Sumner Stroh, she follows me on TikTok. Of course she does. Because she loves the drama. She loves the tea. She loves getting into all the celebrity gossip, the drama, and now she wants to be a part of it. Clearly, if she's paying attention to my account, she probably wants her name in the headlines too. So she made like a two-minute video revealing all the tea that apparently she had an affair with Adam Levine that ended about a few months ago that was him cheating on his wife with her. I'm just going to rip the band-aid off because I've retaken this like 10 times now. Essentially... I was having an affair with a man who's married to a Victoria's Secret model. At the time, you know, I was young, I was naive, and I mean, quite frankly, I feel exploited. I wasn't in the scene like I am now, um, so I was definitely very easily manipulated. Maroon 5 is practically elevator music at this point, so I'm sure you know who Adam Levine is. Um, but Adam and I were seeing each other for about a year. After I stopped talking to him over, you know, a period of months, this is uh, how he came back into my life. He said, okay, serious question. I'm having another baby, and if it's a boy, I really uh, want to name it Sumner. You okay with that? Dead serious. I just wanted to make a part two. Um, I feel like it's obviously necessary. Um, hindsight is twenty twenty. I initially wanted to go in and talk about how remorseful I feel and how embarrassed and disgusted I am with myself, but I 
didn't want people to look at it and think like, oh, she's playing the victim. But in reality, it had the opposite effect. Something I now realize I didn't touch on enough was the fact that um, one of my friends had attempted to sell it, um, which I realized yesterday whenever they reached out to me for comment. And so I was completely frantic. That is why that video is, for one, just so all over the place. And two, why I didn't touch on some of the things that I initially would have liked. So in this video, I'd like to address some of those things. I only came forward because I wanted to kill whatever story the tabloid had. The most important part that I did definitely gloss over is the fact that I was under the impression that their marriage was over. I believe that they were keeping it quiet to avoid the negative press because, as I had said, I was new to LA. So I just assumed that with celebrities of that caliber that that's just how it was. And that's why I feel exploited because he knew I believed everything that he said because of my vulnerable position of being new to LA. Also, he was DMing me straight from his verified Instagram account. I didn't have any reason to further question it. But I now realize that that was likely a manipulation tactic of his, you know, just hiding in plain sight. As soon as I had realized that was not the case, I had cut things off with him. In retrospect, I wish I would have questioned things more. I wish I wasn't so naive, but, you know, being naive is not an excuse for what I did in the role I played in this. Again, in no way was I trying to gain sympathy, and I fully realize I'm not the victim in this. I'm not the one who's really getting hurt here. It's Biotti and her children, and for that, I'm so, so sorry. So in that TikTok, she basically revealed to the world that he hit her up on Instagram, started to flirt with her. He loved her photo. She was always at the top of his feed. He added her to her favorites, and she apparently, allegedly, some how was not privy to the knowledge that he was still with his wife she alleges that he told her that the marriage was over and they were just faking that their marriage was still going on because they didn't want to deal with the whole press junket of all the news outlets announcing their divorce that is apparently what adam levine told her so she said that she basically feels manipulated by him and lied to by adam and it's totally his fault and that her morals were unknowingly compromised now right off the bat that seems like a stretch someone call elastigirl because it seems like a stretch something else what that was a stretch was that she didn't want to leak this information about adam levine and ruin his whole life and have millions of people talk about him today she didn't want to but apparently one of her friends who she confided in about this information was going to leak the tea to the press for money and sell Sumner out just for a check. So Sumner apparently had no choice but to tell the whole world before her friend leaked the tea. And she wanted to tell her side. She wanted to put it into her words. We've heard this story before. It's not true. Sumner, in my opinion, knew exactly what she was doing. She knows how the press circuits work. She wanted to be on the front page. She wanted her 15 minutes and she wanted to build her OnlyFans account or something because on the nightly pop show which by the way is being canceled and i'm so upset about it i could cry i love that show that has been my like sanctuary my favorite thing to watch in the morning and at night i love nightly pop so much and it's ending and i couldn't be sadder but anyway on one of their last shows this week they all said that sumner tried to sell the story to e-news herself to get a check herself and maybe they didn't offer her enough money maybe they didn't believe her but something happened where 
she decided to not sell the story herself. She just decided to post about it on her TikTok account, probably for followers. She knew exactly what she was doing, and she was trying to paint herself as this, I'm the victim. I'm new to LA. He manipulated me. Um, I, you know, fell victim to this horrible power dynamic. And I'm not sure it's true. And she kind of shot herself in the foot because all of the top comments on her TikTok post are absolutely bodying her. No one believes her. No one's respecting her. The top one with almost 400,000 likes says, it's no secret he's been married for a decade. The only victim here is his wife and children. Somebody else said, everyone on this earth knew he was married. How were you manipulated? When from the beginning, you could have just not entertained it. Someone else said, girl, you knew exactly what you were doing. You got your fame. You got your front pages. And I absolutely agree. All it takes is, you know, a little fact check online. He's Adam Levine. It's not like he's an unknown, like, rando. He's Adam fucking Levine. You can just Google, is he still living with his wife? Go on TMZ. There's probably photos of them out today at Trader Joe's buying their $9 green smoothie. The point is, she knew that they were married. There's plenty of ways to know that they still are. And she knew exactly what she was doing. Because, come on, it's an opportunity. If someone really is cutthroat in the business and they want to grow, they're going to take the opportunity of getting approached by an A-list celebrity. We've seen it happen before. Here it is again. Then she showed their DMs. And it reveals that Adam Levine is mentally the same age as the people he makes music for. He is like 12 years old in his mind, sexting, DMing as if, you know, he's never dove in the lady waters before he is so not smooth with women it's kind of embarrassing it's probably because he's conventionally attractive so he's never really had to try that hard and you know famous and rich or whatever so he's never really had to try that hard but his sexting is just so off to me adam levine just has an interesting vibe to him uh he kind of looks like a chipotle bag i actually met someone in la today who told me that adam levine is really quirky and kind of weird in person when you talk to him so that just makes sense and i love the quirky and weird people but these dms they would just not make my pussy throb so these are just some of the things he sent to her she just sent him a photo and he said holy fuck holy fucking fuck that body of yours is absurd holy fuck with 17 k's and he said oof i might need to see the booty if someone dm me try to sex me that they might need to see my booty i'd I would suddenly have an epiphany and need to go on a social media break and tell them that we can no talk. We cannot talk anymore. I'm taking a break from all socials and then I'm, I would block them. I'd say you might need to see a therapist. Then he continues and said, it's truly unreal how fucking hot you are. Like it blows my mind, which is also what I say after I take my first sip of Starbucks hot chocolate and my mouth is literally melting as if it was hot magma. There's really just not any game here. And then he really thought he was going to get her with the DM that he said. Because as I said before, Adam has another baby on the way. And he DM'd her and said, I'm having another baby. And if it's a boy, I really want to name him Sumner. Are you okay with that? Dead serious. And he sent the shrugging emoji. As if as if it was cool. As as if that was sleek. He's He's so convinced and like captivated by his own sexting. I know he thinks he's really stirring her up down there while she's just probably laughing and reading them out loud with her friends. Poor guy. But he wants to name her his unborn baby the after his mistress? What? Someone put that in the DSM-5. That is a mental illness. 
That is fucked up. When his wife reads that, what is he going to say to her at her funeral now that he's killed her? Messed up. He's really willing to risk it all. Risk it all just to DM her. He gets he gets so excited just to just to share words with her as if he's a 90-year-old sugar daddy talking to a freshly 18-year-old girl who is just paying for her company. He gets so excited just to DM her that he wants to literally randomly want to name his baby Sumner? Huh? I'd rather have you name your baby Malibu Barbie than Sumner. Finding out he's just sexed like he's a 17-year-old really just goes with the narrative that I've always thought of him in my mind. And I'm, and I'm glad my intuition was right about Adam Levine. So whenever he DMs, DMs me saying he needs to see my booty, I'm ready. So anyway, Sumner continued and said that they were physical. They did do the knee. They did the nasty. They bumped uglies. Maroon 5 said that they were not physical. In Adam's post, he said that they were just sexting, just DMing. They never met in person. They never did anything physical. But he did admit to fully all the sexting. He owned up to it and he put a long ass response on his Instagram. So this is what he has to say about Sumner. He said, a lot is being said about me right now and I want to clear the air. I used poor judgment in speaking with anyone other than my wife in any kind of flirtatious manner. I did not have an affair. Nevertheless, I crossed the line during a regrettable period in my life. In certain instances, it became inappropriate. I have addressed that and taken proactive steps to remedy this with my family. My wife and my family is all I care about in this world. To be this naive and stupid enough to risk the only thing that truly matters to me was the greatest mistake I could ever make. I will never make it again. I take full responsibility. We will get through it and we will get through it together. I do like that he owned up to it very quickly. He quickly posted a statement, just one brief, all-encompassing statement, took responsibility, and he said, no, I didn't have an affair, but mm, I was considering it. I didn't cheat, but I was thinking about it. So he thinks that texting and flirting is not cheating, or at least not bad enough. He thought, I feel like what Adam Levine was thinking, that these conversations were just like parasocial with hotties that he saw on Instagram. And he just thought it was harmless because it was just a vice of his. Kind of comparative to like P-O-R-N. I feel like he thought it was just like looking at videos and girls online. Maybe just exchanging a few little DMs with them. He thought was not cheating at the time. Or he was willing to do that. Even though he knew it was a bit risky. If that makes sense. So I feel like his excuse here is like no i didn't fully cheat i was just having these fun conversations to get off a bit on my own i never had intentions of actually meeting them they're basically just like blow up dolls with googly eyes that i see on instagram they're not like real potential partners to him or hookups to him i think someone say that is cheating and others would say that's not i would say it's cheating absolutely um i think the line of considering if that is cheating is different in every single relationship in my relationship that would 100% not be okay I met some guy this weekend who he told me I was cute blah 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 and he was like oh let's hang out and I was like okay but I have a boyfriend like we can't do anything but of course we can be friends because that's okay that's not crossing a line just hang out with someone who thinks you're cute and then while we were at the club he said is it okay if we just like dance together and I thought he meant like just like face to face just like dancing like having a good time maybe like bump into each other and then he starts dancing on me like bending over like grinding on me and i was like oh no like we gotta stop like that 
is not okay. So I feel like some everyone just has to know the line of cheating in their relationship. This is very clearly cheating, cheating to me. But again, maybe Adam just thought this was a vice of his because apparently he does it all the time because multiple women have come forward now showing screenshots of him DMing her. It's always so interesting how when one woman or one person who has dirt or tea or drama about someone cheating or hitting them up then all these other women come forward it's kind of like the james charles situation there was one boy and now there's a hundred boys coming forward that they also talked to him but there was a comedian named mark marica and anyway her name is marica and she shared some dms where adam sent her um distract yourself by fucking with me and it was just super flirtatious between them. But it's also off of his verified account. Another girl named Alyssa shared DMs where Adam says, I shouldn't be talking to you. You know that, right? And then she sent back, yeah, but if we're just friends, I think it's appropriate. There were two other girls that showed DMs, including his yoga instructor, who said that she came with him on tour and that she was removed from his tour after he texted her to get naked. And did not apologize to her. So I feel like what Adam knew is that what he was doing was risky, but it was still defendable in some sense. The whole internet seems to be against Adam Levine, though. They don't think it's defendable at all. The consensus is that he is a cheater. He is a bad guy. Um, He seems to own up to it, but kind of leave room for like, oh, I was just sexting. But the internet is kind of debating now, is it all Adam's fault or is it some of Sumner's fault too do we hate both of them because Adam actually stepped out of his house today with his wife holding hands and like running errands and everything so they're still together she seems to be staying with him even through this drama right now so the internet wants to know how much do we go down in these people is what they did was awful someone who weighed in was Emily Ratajkowski who actually kind of just went through something similar her ex-husband who she has a kid with cheated on her and she left immediately and she made a TikTok saying that it is mostly the man's fault. And the internet seems to all be coming down in Sumner. I read the comments earlier. People think she's an opportunist, a snake. I kind of agree with that personally. I think she absolutely is. But Emily Redikowski said this in her TikTok. I think a huge problem in our culture right now is that we just say, oh, men are monsters. They're terrible. They're horrible. We don't hold them accountable. And then we blame other women. We ask women to adjust their behavior instead of just saying men need to change their behavior it's sexism it's classic misogyny period she said that it's mostly the man's fault i do agree that the man is more at fault adam's definitely to blame in this situation given the power dynamic giving his influence he knows what people can gain by talking to him so it is very fucked up what he did and i can sympathize with Sumner's situation but if I was in that those shoes I would not do it at the end of the day you're ruining a family yes this could help your Instagram model in career but you can build that career so many other ways and she was already popular so Sumner why did you have to do this um but yeah it's the man's choice for sure he dm'd her first too so that's another reason why it's just totally Adam's choice but the man is the one that has to be okay with cheating on his woman directly 
and has to live with that and has to actually go through with that. Whereas the person on the outside could not really share the same values of marriage or monogamy as you, but you're the one who committed to a monogamous relationship. You're the one who has to uphold that promise. So Adam's to blame immensely. Sumner also to blame. She knows the commitment he made. She clearly agrees with the morality of not cheating as she stated. So she's also to blame. She really incriminated herself and maybe even blew up her whole Instagram modeling career in this situation. Um, and I actually think I disagree with Emily Redakowski. I think she made some points and she's not completely wrong, but I do not agree with her. So what can we learn from this whole situation? I think first that we can learn that you have to set boundaries in your relationship so nothing gets twisted at all. I think that's a really important conversation to have right at the beginning of your relationship. What is accepted? What is not? I've definitely done that. Um, I do not cross the line. So if someone ever does try to play you, try to do you dirty and gaslight you into thinking that it was okay, they can't do that. It's an agreement. It's a sacred agreement. And you should set strict boundaries in your relationship. And if you ever want to change those boundaries, that's great. Just have a conversation about it. But until then, you really need to know that your love is worth so much and the person you're with should respect you and you should lay down the law with them and tell them what you will take and what you won't take so they don't walk all over you the whole time. Because people will try to do you dirty but still stay with you. So definitely lay down the law in that sense. And I think something else that we can learn from this is that what you do in the dark is going to come to light. People are going to find out. Especially men are just like not as slick as they think they are. They are snakes, but they slither not very silently. What is done in the dark or what is done in the DMs will come to light. So just know that the second you decide to cheat is basically the second that you are deciding that your relationship will inevitably end. I think the only good thing that will come from this is that his his sexting line i may need to see the booty is something that i think we all agree we should carry with us and make it a meme that adam levine can never escape someone else that seems like they can never be escaped is trashton thompson one of the most evil devilish literally one of the most devilish humans i think that is alive on the planet right now Tristan Thompson, because yesterday, season two of The Kardashians aired on Hulu, and I'm so happy that they're back. I love The Kardashians, even though me and Kendall have beef. I love The Kardashians so much, and I'm so happy that they're back on our TV screens. Reality TV was kind of at a lull right now, and I know that they will just revive it and give me all the tea and all the soap opera, probably overly produced fake reality drama that I just need to not kms to be honest but the premiere of season two was actually so sad they didn't promote that they were going to talk about this at all because they didn't even want to give it the time of day or lure people in with it because it's that sad so it's the story of chloe finding out that tristan thompson was having a baby with another girl at the same time that they were having a baby via surrogate <sighs> Poor Chloe. That's so sad to even say. Not even Chris Jenner in the writer's room could write this drama. So if you don't know what happened, last, I believe, like November around that time, it was revealed that a girl named Marley Nichols was having a baby with Tristan Thompson. 
And of course, people were rallying around Chloe. How could Tristan leave Tristan once and for all? And I think those were Chloe's intentions. She wanted to leave him once and for all. She never wanted to have a baby with him. She really just realized how awful of a human he is. Finally, the last straw. She couldn't even do it for true anymore. But what we didn't see in the shocking finale last season is that Chloe, just a few days before she found out this information that her man was impregnating someone else, her and Tristan did an embryo pass and made an embryo together and impregnated the surrogate days before she found that out. Imagine the fucking gag. The gag of all gags. Like, that is some Stephen King twisted The Shining horror shit. That is the relationship from the depths of hell on the same floor that the murderers and and psychopaths and Queen Elizabeth is on right now. The depths of hell. Just when you think her life with Tristan couldn't get worse, it gets worse. There's, I, I, I think I'm confidently saying, I don't think it could get any worse than this. And I really didn't realize how much this will like tragically affected Chloe. Cause for some reason, maybe I thought that she knew the whole time Maybe she just wanted to... I In my head, I was like, Chloe probably just wanted to use Tristan for his sperm so she can have another kid that, you know, is from the same dad so she can have two full DNA siblings and, she, you know, she just wanted to use him. But apparently, now we know, Chloe did not know at all and she would have never, ever, ever had another kid with him if she knew this information. So she actually kept this under wraps until, what, a few months ago when we found out? We didn't know she was having the second baby until like days before it was due in August. But the whole entire time that her surrogate was pregnant, the whole nine months she knew, it was just a torturous, slow, horrible, anxiety-inducing, depressing situation for Chloe that she kept under wraps. She didn't want the world to know because she knew how much people would come down on her and try to make her look like a clown more than she already did. Try to take away... The fact that she's a victim in this situation and not a dumb woman that they're making her out to be. And the whole episode, you can just see the pain behind her eyes. And it makes me so sad. Like, she's trying to be strong, but she's she was literally crying the whole episode. Just the look in her eyes the whole time was like, how could this be happening to me? Is this really my life? Is this... Why do I have to go through all this embarrassing shit, this evil human that has done so much to her? Tristan should literally be sued for just emotional damage. Every penny he makes from now on should go to Chloe, and that still won't half repay everything that he's put her through. She looked devastated behind the eyes the whole episode. Um, and it just made me so sad. Her family was really trying to cheer her up. Why would I want to have a baby with someone who's having a baby with somebody else? But not like that deranged. Tristan and I are... I don't even know if I want to say Tristan and I. I am having another baby. We did an embryo transfer like days before Thanksgiving. And I found out about Tristan's situation the first week of December. I was definitely very angry. And I think feeling bamboozled, all I know is I was being encouraged to do it by a certain date. In hindsight, he always knew when the other baby was being born, and he found out July 2nd, so he did know. I want to keep this private 
for like my loved ones as long as possible. I can't hear about this for months about what an idiot I am, like what a dumb I am, all these things from everybody else. Like that's the part that's like, I think the anxiety, like I can't even begin to think about that. I don't know why, but I'm like, gonna cry. Oh my gosh, why are you gonna cry? Because I'm just really happy for you. You look like it. You, have, you look like you're happy. You have no idea how much love this baby's gonna bring you. And I'm just happy that you're finally getting to the place that like you're accepting this in your life because I just know that everything's been so hard for you and that just makes me really sad Aww. for you. And, you just, there's no one that deserves happiness like you do. Thank you. Seriously, and if you can't see it now, like this baby is gonna bring you so much love and joy and happiness into all of our lives, but you're just, you're, you're not gonna remember what life is like without him. So he will show that. you what real love is supposed to be like, and that's all that matters. Uh, why am I getting emotional? Like her family was really just trying to pick her up out of these dumps because they know what it looks like. They know what the outside world, all the trolls online that are going to come for her and call her the dumbest bitch to ever live and try to just degrade her and make her feel like this is her fault for staying with him. People have to just stop looking at it like that. Like this is a woman who's trying to do everything for her kids. And she's a great mother for that. She's a great person for that. And she's better than me. I would have literally stabbed Tristan. I would have hired many hitmen. I would have called Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy, the uh, Zodiac Killer, go murder him. What a evil human being. But the biggest bone-chilling, spine-shivering fact of this all is that Tristan knew he was about to have a baby with a random woman that he hooked up with when he let Chloe and encouraged Chloe to go make an embryo with him. He knew the whole time what he was doing and what situation that he was putting Chloe through or he was about to put her through and still let her do it. What a pig. I'm so afraid of him. I think he has what it takes to be a very accomplished serial killer because clearly he has no empathy, no moral compass, I, I, someone needs to diagnose him with antisocial personality disorder. He could be a serial killer, but his victim is just Chloe over and over and over again. But do you know what Chloe did in response to this? She picked herself up, she dusted herself off, and she still let him in the room during the delivery of her baby via the surrogate. She still let him be there for that moment. And she's still going to name the baby with a T name to match True and Tristan. Do you know why? Because Chloe's doing this for her family, for her daughter. Chloe has always wanted this perfect family. Watching the show, she's always trying to get pregnant with then Lamar and then Tristan. And she had just this vision of being the most loving, amazing mother that we all knew she could be. And she's not getting this fairy tale. She's getting this tragedy. And it's so sad. This is not what she deserves at all. And I love when Kim said, your son is going to show you what real love is like that Tristan hasn't done for you. She's absolutely right. And that is the best piece of advice. And I hope that Chloe really listened to that. And when, well, the baby has already come and I, I hope her life is just filled with happiness. Now she's just overwhelmed with joy at her two kids. It's, you know, it's kind of nice that they're from the same dad. She was going to have to co-parent with Tristan 
anyway. So get the baby that you want. And I just wish her nothing but happiness from here on out. So what can we learn from this situation? I think what we can learn is that from the outside looking in, it's so easy for people to make comments about other people's relationships and see that they look or or think that they look stupid and think that they're non-self-respecting humans that just let themselves get walked over and all oh, they're so dumb like why wouldn't you leave why you know you got cheated on why wouldn't you leave why wouldn't you do this i think it's so easy for us to think that from the outside but you i think we should learn to be less judgmental to just be non-judgmental of people in their relationships and their situations because you don't know why someone is staying it could be so much more than just about them or what their life is like it could be for their family, for their daughter, for their whole dynamic, for this fantasy that they're wishing that they could have. And us raining down on people is only going to make their situation worse. People were already saying today, why would Adam Levine's wife stay with him? Maybe their situation is different. Maybe it's because they have three kids and she desperately wants to work it out to be the best mom. Why is Chloe staying with Tristan? Because she wants to give True and her baby boy the best life she possibly can. And people will do anything for family. So I think we need to stop thinking it's so easy to judge people from the outside My whole life, I've been so enthralled with Los Angeles and the Hollywood machine and the whole entertainment industry that is pop culture. And I always wondered what it would be like to actually be in the heart of where it is all made in Los Angeles. And I feel like we all, I mean, you guys are lovers of pop culture too, I'm assuming students because you listen to this podcast. And we all think from the outside looking in of these influencers and these celebrities living these lifestyles. What is it really like? You hear that it's the best place in the world for the rich and the famous, but it's also the worst place in the world because it's so toxic and people are trying to use you and it's the most depressing, evil place. But I finally took my first trip to LA and I just want to tell you guys all about it as a young pop culture host, Ingenue. It was inevitable. It was in the making. So I finally went and I'm going to tell you guys firsthand everything that I feel like LA is really like and if it lived up to my expectations and I would like to live there or if it proved to be bad like some people say so let me just take you through everything I did to start off the city is massive I always wondered why Los Angeles was considered to be a bigger city than Chicago because Chicago has this skyline and all the skyscrapers but it's very condensed LA is so spread out it's never ending and the traffic is just as bad as you think it would be. You know, LA traffic, how that city's slow. It's so slow. And it's not even like that busy. For some reason, the traffic is just always so bad. Like even if we were just driving somewhere 15 minutes away, we would text people like be there in an hour because it was that slow. Um, I did make my way around all the towns and all the cities nearby. I went to Malibu it was really, really amazing. Some of the most pretty beaches, some of the most calm beaches. 
I've ever seen in my life. Some of the most interesting living architecture I've ever seen because there were so many houses literally on the hills and on the beach. Being from the Midwest, the Great Plains, I really never saw anything like that. So Malibu was a really cool experience. Not everything was so expensive like you would think also. Gas was pretty expensive. Oh my God, my friend while I was there, we were turning into a gas station and he hit the curb so hard, his tire popped. And then we had to ask the Indian man working at the gas station if he could help us change it. He was like, you're 22 and you don't know how to change a tire? No, what do I look like? Bob the damn builder? No, I don't know how to change a tire. Please don't make me feel worse about it. But also while we were driving around the city, I don't know if this is weird to say, but I feel like since you guys love celebrities just as much, I, I will tell you guys this. It's kind of embarrassing. We drove around and found celebrities' houses, like, by ourselves. We didn't even, like, take a tour bus. We gave ourselves a tour. We looked up their addresses because all of these celebrities' addresses are online. So we just went to our, you know, our favorite ones. We started at Demi Lovato's old house where she OD'd. Kind of historic, if you ask me. We pull up, and the guard there is like, they think Demi still lives here. And we're like, no, girl, we know she doesn't live here. We're, we're, we're just here to, you know soak up the history that happened here and thank god that demi's okay and then we drove to ariana grande's house because they're pretty fucking close but to get to ariana's house it was way up in the hills too i felt like i was in gta 5 swerving in those hollywood hills we had to go on like a private road that we were not supposed to be on but it like it it, like there was nothing stopping us there was no gate or anything we just drove on it ariana's house was beautiful it looked like all the photos that i've looked up before she's not even there right now because she's in europe so it's not like we did anything weird we simply drove by it for like one second um we wouldn't like be those stalkers who climb fences and ask for an autograph at their front door i would never do that we went to james charles house as well and kim kardashian just bought a new 70 million dollar house in malibu even though she has another 70 million dollar house 30 minutes away she she wanted another one so we drove by hers as well Oh my God, we went to the Big Chill Frozen Yogurt too, which was where Demi Lovato got triggered because of the fat-free options and tried to take down a small business by her bare hands. And we were like so ready to support the Big Chill and we're so excited to go there. And then they said that they were open online, but then when we got there, they were closed. So we were like, never mind, cancel the Big Chill. Fuck the Big Chill, we're triggered by them too. Demi was right, let's burn them to the ground. Something else we did that was really fun, we hiked by the Hollywood sign with our new friend, Scott Frenzel. I don't know if you know him from TikTok. He's really cool. Um, we hiked up that whole ass mountain. It was really fucking hard. That, like, you think just getting a photo by the Hollywood sign would be worth it. It was the longest hike of my life. We turned around before we even got to the Hollywood sign. I don't know how the girls with the BBLs do it out there in LA. And hiking, carrying all that behind you. We were talking like, people with BBLs really deserve a some kind of service discount when they go to stores there should be a bbl discount because think about it the girls with the bbls are always trudging that booty with them and they risk their lives going under the knife with the most dangerous procedure possible just for our pleasure on their instagram just for our viewing pleasure i mean come on they're like our navy seals the bbl girls deserve some kind of discount it should be 10 percent at every store ever So those were just some of the innocent things that we did. But now let's get into some of the tea. So I went to a party with my managers um, because I I, I am signed to a management label undercurrent. And they had like a little just like um, kind of promotion party for all their musical clients. 
So I went to that. And it was really sweet. My managers were so sweet, so nice. It was great to meet them in person finally. We FaceTimed a lot, but really loved meeting them. But at this party, there were apparently a lot of lesbians there, but all the famous lesbian TikTokers were there. And after the party, I saw all these TikToks made about the event that I was just at. And they were harrowing it as this lesbian get-together meetup event. People on TikTok had no idea that it was just a management event. They thought it was a literal, like, lesbian convention. Jojo Siwa was there with her girlfriend. And only Jayus was there, who's a big TikTok lesbian. And after I saw these TikToks dissecting the drama of Jojo was talking to this person. Are they really together? Is this fake? The lesbian drama? Oh, girl! It is spicy. I I should probably stay out of all that. You know, the, the gay men have enough drama. I also met a TikToker there. There was a few. A lot of them were very nice. But there was one TikToker that, like I kind of hinted at, are people in LA toxic. There was one guy that I see on TikTok all the time who you guys probably see too, who was just, I just, I don't think he was nice. I think he was like really standoffish and like rude to me when I went to introduce myself. And this was my first time kind of at like a networking event too. So it really discouraged me. I'm going to tell you his name. He does the like frat boy content, like like POV, you're trying to enter a frat party. His name is Sam Hutchinson, I think. He has like one point something million on TikTok. I went to introduce myself to him while he was like surrounded by his entourage because I just felt like I should, you know, we're at this event, take your opportunity to meet all these other people in the same field that you could work with or just say hi to. And he was just like really cold to me. Um, I just was like, hi, see you on TikTok, Sam. Like, I'm a fan. You know, I also do TikTok. And he didn't even ask me for my app. Um, he was like in a corner with all his friends. So it, it was kind of a bit weird. Um, and then I was like, oh, are you signed with Undercurrent too? And he goes, no. And I say, oh, why? And he's like, because I don't want to be. And I was like, oh, damn. Like, okay sorry that you don't want to be. I just felt like his responses were really cold. He wasn't like mean, like he was giving me the time of day, but at the same time, I just expect more. Like I'm being very nice. I'm introducing myself. I had no intentions to talk to you more than like 60 seconds just to see what your vibe was. And his group of friends around him were almost like laughing at me a bit too. Maybe I went up to him at a bad time when he was talking with his friends in the corner. Maybe that was the inappropriate time to network with him and it was my fault but I just feel like he was not the sweetest I feel like a part of it was my fault he just could have been a little more nice I guess more like welcoming I would never go out of my like if someone came up to me to like network or just say hi because they knew me from TikTok I would go out of my way to be so nice to them and just try to give them the best experience so if I'm not gonna like say I didn't get cold vibes from him because I did he was the only one that I met that was like really not that nice I met a lot that were super great um i went out in the gay bars in west hollywood including the abbey which me and my friends actually got kicked out of because we were like harassing it it wasn't even me it was my friend brian who was harassing like the the bakery boy we were telling because there's a bakery in the abbey for some reason it's like a super famous bar um if you're ever in west hollywood you should go they used to they used to film an e-reality show there so i was all about it i was all up in there like I was very messed up that night, but we were like telling the bakery boy that we all slept with his boyfriend and were just 
kind of getting on his nerves for fun. No one was buying any dessert from him. So I think we were just bored. Like it's LA. Like no one's going to buy dessert from him. And then my friend Brian told the whole waiter staff that they threw out our food, but we did not order food at all. And he, he was, he had like seven waiters on him, like asking him where we, where we were sitting. What did we order? Just tell us what happened and we can work it out. And Brian was just being so non-compliant. He was like, we were sitting outside. You know where outside is? That's where our table was. You threw out our chips and salsa. He was just being the biggest bitch. So they kicked Brian out and we just had to go with him. But um, while I was out there, Zach sang. I'm sure you guys know who that is. If you're into pop culture, he's a huge podcaster. He interviews like Ariana Grande and the biggest singers in the world. Justin Bieber, all these people. I met him and he was so sweet. He was so nice. I think something else that I learned is that I saw some other influencers out there, but I was waiting for, especially after the Sam thing, I was waiting for the good, like a, the best time to go up to them. So I think I waited too long. So I feel like in my first networking experience, I learned that you should try to wait for a good time to go up to someone and talk to them, but don't wait too long definitely hop on opportunities so what can we learn from this definitely hop on opportunities to network but try to find a good time to do it as well um speaking of that we also met at another management party that we went to a different day dinah jane from fifth harmony we me and my friend adam met her and we're talking to her for like 20 minutes i was like we have to go up to her right now before she leaves. I saw her walking towards the door and I was like, that's one of like the girls from fifth harmony. Like, Oh my God, Camila Cabello adjacent. I grew up with fifth harmony since the X factor days. I learned the choreography to work from home and sledgehammer. So even though she's not super big right now, like I love them, all the girls and Dinah was the sweetest in the whole world. She talked to me and my friend for so long and she didn't have to. I actually think she was getting annoyed with us because no shade to my friend Adam, but he was just talking to her for way too long. Like, you know, when you can tell someone is just getting a bit annoyed with how long the conversation is going and they were really down to talk to you and be nice, but not for this long. I was getting those vibes from her and Adam just kept asking her like 10 more questions. And I wanted to just like be like, okay, Adam, let's go. Let's not overstay. So eventually she kind of like got up and hugged us and she was like thank you guys for talking to me and that was our big cue to go away but so sweet i have nothing but amazing things to say about her um i'm not i don't think i'm allowed to say what she told us but just look out for new dinah jane work coming soon those i feel like were all the big celebrities that i met but oh my god you guys there was right when i got out to west hollywood you think you wouldn't see famous people or you wouldn't see celebrities, but they're literally everywhere. I saw so many people from reality shows I watch, like Big Brother, The Amazing Race. And I saw so many Instagram models that I follow. And one guy that I sub- I recently subscribed to his OnlyFans, I saw him out there. And within the first like five seconds, I wasn't even drunk enough to go say hi to him. And like, what do you say? Like, I love your OnlyFans. It's so nice to meet you. I've been following you and thirsting over you for years. I didn't know what to say, but... The gag is, is that like, when I saw him in person, the fantasy was ruined. I didn't even want to go say hi almost. And I think I might even like unsubscribe from his OnlyFans because you guys, I'm not kidding. He was eight inches shorter than I thought he would be. I thought he was six foot in his photos. He must really know them angles because he was a good five two. I saw him and I was like shocked. 
I was like, not him catfishing me for years. Never meet your heroes, guys. It was so disappointing. I love short men, but his whole vibe. Oh, I don't know. Just what am I supposed to do with 5'2", you know? There was another guy I thirsted over there, but I actually did say hi to him and he looked just like I thought he would in person. I was just like, hi, I'm Patty. I follow you on Snapchat and I thirst over you. I was very drunk at this point, though. Uh, He thought it was funny. He thought it was cute. So if you ever see someone that you thirst over, just go say hi to them. He's getting like a tattoo removed from his stomach. It's a big one. And he always updates us on the us uh, thirsty followers of his on his laser treatments. So I was like, how's the tattoo removal going? And he lifted up his shirt and I was like, ah, not me getting a front row seat to this in person. Even better in person. What's something else funny that happened? Oh, my God. So I was at this event and someone comes up to me and they go, oh, are you Patty from TikTok? And I say, yeah. And he goes, oh, I'm an agent. And, you know, we hit it off. We're talking. I'm trying to do my networking thing the best I possibly can. And then eventually he's like, okay, like, let me get your Instagram, like your number. Like, maybe we can work together in the future. He seemed like he wanted to work with me. But at the same time, I'm not exactly sure. He told me that he sent me an email a long time ago to potentially be my agent. But apparently I never responded. My managers get all my emails. So I'm like, hmm, I wonder what was going on there. So I couldn't tell if he was turned off to me or not. But I was just trying to give that conversation the best I could, trying to secure, you know, the connection. So we go to exchange Instagrams and I hand him my phone. I'm like, okay, type in your Instagram. And then he follows himself from my phone. I'm like, awesome. And then I realized that I logged out of my main account on my Instagram. And I logged into my thirst trap viewing account. Like my thirst account where I just follow hot guys and like scroll through that. And I'm like, oh my God, I just had this real life influencer agent follow me, follow himself from my thirst trap account. This is worst case scenario. So embarrassing. And I realize it immediately. And I'm like, sir, like, please unfollow that account right now. You don't want to see that one. Uh, I'm so sorry. This is my real Instagram. And it was just so embarrassing that I exposed myself. I was exposed to a literal agent. I was humiliated, but he thought it was funny. He was he was a good sport. But all in all, I really thankfully loved the LA experience. I think there was almost a camaraderie with everyone who was in LA. I was kind of nervous that people would be toxic or not want to network. And some people were, but overall, I feel like there's a big camaraderie with everyone there because we're all kind of in the same boat chasing our dreams a little we're putting our you know necks out there and we all kind of respect each other for that and really like hearing what's going on with everyone because content creating is very creative so I feel like everyone just has such a different story to tell and I met so many cool willing nice people who seemed genuine I hung out with a few of them the day after the events and I made some really great connections out there and I feel like I really fit right in so all in all i definitely recommend la to you guys go visit as soon as you can i was so relieved that i liked it just because you know i've been like seeing it in the transition scenes on keeping up with the kardashians the whole city for so long and i was like oh my god i i want to be there you know where it all happens and i feel like i can one day so but yeah i feel like what we can learn from that is like the whole process of networking and putting yourself out there is not as scary as it seems i think the key is to just be confident be yourself, be bold. Um, I think it's good to find the right time to go up to someone, but not wait too long. (laughs) Like I learned, um, more people want to connect with you than you think. So just be confident about the whole thing. 
smile ask them about them because people love talking about themselves that's a good trick and um maybe get a little drunk too that definitely helped me i was drunk like four out of the five days i've never consumed more whiskey fireball tequila in my life but i think it worked because i definitely added a lot of context so maybe get a little drunk of course if you're 21 and how you don't know how to keep your business clean Did you guys see that Taylor Swift was at an event the last week and she was talking about her short film for All Too Well and someone asked her about the scarf in her song. Left my scarf there, your sister's house and you've still got it in your drawer even now. And everyone knows that song is about Jake Gyllenhaal. So Everyone online was like, give her her damn scarf back, you bitch. That's her property. Give her the damn scarf. She clearly wants it. But Taylor said at this event that the scarf was just a metaphor for something else. And everyone online was kind of thinking that the whole time. And scarf is a metaphor for like innocence and virginity. So after Taylor was at, asked that question, she was like, I'm just going to tell you that it's a metaphor. And that's all I'm going to say. Because she, she, she knew there was, you know, nothing left to say. So basically, she revealed what you think she did about the scarf with Jake. Um, I'm like, at, at his sister's house, girl? But she was funny about the question. She was like, don't laugh at that. It's a metaphor. That's all I'm going to say. Speaking of Taylor Swift, one of her amazing exes, one of her sexiest exes, Harry Mother Effin Styles, who I know is secretly bald. His movie is coming out tomorrow. Finally, I can see Don't Worry Darling. I feel bad even bringing this up because I feel like I've talked about it so much in this podcast. And so has the whole world. You know, there was the whole drama between did Olivia fire Shia LaBeouf? Did Olivia and Florence not like each other? Did Harry spit on Chris Pine? Did the movie cause Harry and Olivia to break up? Olivia Wilde faced so much scrutiny over her directorial work for this film. The premiere in Italy was basically a circus that everyone was just watching the lead actors, you know, in the middle of the circus, seeing what they're going to do, seeing if they're giving each other the cold shoulder. What's the drama? Like, can we just focus on the movie, please? And the answer is no. Of course, we're not going to focus on the movie. Of course, we love the drama of the whole thing, especially when Harry Styles is involved. But just to put a nail on the whole Don't Worry Darling coffin, Olivia Wilde was on the Stephen Colbert show and he was asking her questions about all the tea. He was like, so did Harry spit on Chris? And she said, no. She said, absolutely not. I still fully believe 100% Harry did spit on Chris. I mean, I know a good hoagie spit take when I see one. He clearly moved his mouth muscles and spit on Chris Pine. I spit on men all the time in a certain location. I know what it looks like, okay? But she kind of fired back at one point and said, 
if I was a male director, none of this would be happening. No one would focus on the drama behind the scenes or how messy I am of the environment that I created as a director. People would just focus on the movie and then I would get another movie booked to direct in no time. People would actually respect me and just focus on the work. And she's actually right. It's kind of insane. insane. So take a listen to what she had to say. That a male director would be... It would be rumored. I wouldn't even have these questions no, because would. this wouldn't be swirling around. No, this people film. would actually be talking about the movie itself. But you know, they're praised for being tyrannical. They can be investigated time and time again. It still doesn't overtake conversations mm -hmm. of their actual talent or about the film themselves. Mm -hmm. This is something we've come to expect. It is just very different standards that are created for women and men in the world at large. Of course, we're not just talking about Hollywood. But, you know, I really feel like when people see this film, and I really hope that you do, they're going to find that we were trying to do something really ambitious. And a lot of people did a lot of hard work. You know what? We made a movie during the pandemic. That's like building a house in a hurricane. So we can handle a little Twitter storm. Like, we're all right. But it's very... Uh, it's very frustrating when people are, are sort of sidelining us in a way that I don't see them doing to, to men. But you know what? I mean, both of them are absolutely right. It's insane the misogyny that goes on in Hollywood and how we treat female directors as opposed to male directors, especially when female directors are people that we should be standing behind right now and trying to, you know, support them with our dollars and our support online and our promotion so we can finally get more females directing in this one of the most male-dominated facets of the industry, for sure. I'm sure it's some insane percentage of movies directed by men compared to women, and we definitely need to see it more. And yes, I have had a grand old time with the whole thing, and I do think Olivia was, uh, oh, sure, a bit messy, and people were just enjoying this drama. But at the end of the day, I don't think we should disregard olivia or try to like really ruin her career or not go see the movie to support her i think we all should the reviews were so bad it has like a 30 percent on rotten tomatoes what the hell is that i know it's not a 30 percent. if harry styles is yelling and getting all worked up in that film give it a 100 percent. i just thought there was no way it would be that bad and anyone who went and saw the movie said it was actually really amazing and they don't even know what critics are talking about probably just more misogyny from the people at Rotten Tomatoes giving it that horrible score. But anyway, I think we should all go see the movie tomorrow to support female directors. But in the meantime, I'm I'm going to shed some light on what some of uh, the most famous male directors in the whole Hollywood industry have done to their cast and their employees. Just to really shed some light on the fact that no matter how much drama and how much fun Twitter had with this whole thing, what Olivia Wilde did was not that bad at all. It was literally nothing. Like, she was a saint on this set compared to some of these evil men. So, like, what did she even do? Maybe lie about what exactly happened between her and Shia and then maybe have a flu uh, feud with Florence Plue and then maybe hook up with Harry Styles as if we wouldn't do the same thing. It's basically nothing. Meanwhile, there were directors like one of the most famous ones ever, Alfred Hitchcock, who directed Psycho and Vertigo, one of the most renowned, still known today directors, he used to literally stalk and sexually assault the women who worked on his film and threatened to ruin their career if they did not sleep with him and terrorized them. And he was never held accountable. But Dakota Johnson, the warrior of social justice, Dakota Johnson, who literally deserves some kind of social movement award for calling out Ellen and saying, Ellen? 
that is actually not the truth. She'd be calling out everyone, including Alfred Hitchcock, of from what he did to her grandmother because he would stalk her. She was an actress. He would stalk her, S.A. her. He was horrible, but people still hold him in good regard today. That's nothing compared to Olivia. Let's talk about Michael Bay, who directed Transformers. There's videos of him like berating his staff, yelling at them, cursing at them, being the biggest diva, screaming at even the cameraman because their angle was slightly wrong and he wants it exactly perfect and just degrading everyone on set to get his perfect little Transformer movie. Megan Fox literally compared him to Hitler and people theorize that that's a part of the reason that Megan doesn't work in Hollywood as much because he traumatized her and tried to like ruin her career. So he's a monster as well. That's nothing compared to Olivia. David O. Russell, who is, again, one of the most famous directors of all time. He directed Joy, American Hustle, Silver Linings Playbook. And he has a new movie coming out called Amsterdam that Taylor Swift is in. So he's still one of the biggest men in Hollywood and no one's even batting an eye at him. But there's videos of him screaming, throwing objects at actress Lily Tomlin. One of the baddest bitches in Hollywood, Lily Tomlin, just disrespecting her berating her being an asshole and he actually did this like these weren't rumors there's a video he's a monster there's rumors of him that he would get so mad at extras for not doing their you know background part right that he would physically throw them to the ground and apparently george clooney didn't like how he was acting on the set so george clooney stepped in and strangled him because he was just standing up to him as he should. I mean, go off, use your male privilege against the other males in the business. We love that. We support that. Slay George Clooney. Someone else, James Cameron, who directed The Titanic. He was way worse than Olivia Wilde. He would give people long hours with no breaks. They couldn't even pee if they wanted to. People had to pee in jars. And the actors were scared to tell him that they were injured or sick for how he'll react. Like, people were literally living in fear of James Cameron. Well, Florence Plew just had a little bit of a beef with Olivia and people are still blaming her more. There's rumors that he would nail the crew's cell phones to the walls if they were getting distracted on them too much. So, fucking crazy. If someone nails my phone to the wall, I'm nailing every inch of your body to the wall. Just know that. My phone is my literal child. Lastly, did we all forget about Harvey Weinstein, who dozens of women in 2017, came out about him, accused him of RAPE, sexual assault, and then over 80 women in the film industry eventually accused Harvey Weinstein of the same acts and was eventually convicted of third-degree RAPE. Like, male directors have the worst track history in the world and are proven time and time again to be awful. They're proverbially disgraces and people just let them get away with it because it's a male dominated industry and the males protect the males but the second there's a female director who even does the littlest bit wrong people want to boycott her film and just shit on her completely oh my god wait did you guys see what else just came out about harvey weinstein so harvey's like obviously disgusting but he was also spreading rumors that he slept with jennifer lawrence to boost her career or like that's what boosted her career he said that basically he hooked up with her and if she didn't he was going to ruin her career but since she did he 
made her. One of his victims came forward and said that Harvey Weinstein told her that, quote, I slept with Jennifer Lawrence and look where she is now. She just won an Oscar. So Harvey Weinstein kind of said that he made Jennifer Lawrence. But that is completely not true at all. And that was a big rumor in the industry for a really long time that a lot of people were talking about and cooperating on the story with. But Jennifer just did the 73 questions with Vogue. And it was like a really lighthearted, great, just grand old time, you know, like relatable to Jennifer Lawrence, just feel good interview. And then out of nowhere, the guy from Vogue asked, so what's the craziest rumor about you you've ever seen? And she says that I slept with Harvey Weinstein. And she absolutely dismissed the whole rumor. And it was perfect. I literally gasped when she said that because it came out of nowhere but it's like fuck yeah take this opportunity on vogue to call this heinous man out who's trying to spread lies about saying you as if that's cool at all and if he made your career trying to take credit for your oscar call him out put it to rest even if it's shocking it's absolutely disgusting and i'm so happy jennifer said that but all in all olivia was just calling out the misogyny that she feels like she's been on the receiving end of so what can we learn from this i think Next time we think to criticize a woman for something, just think, would you say the same thing about a man? If it goes beyond just like playful gossip and society is really trying to bring a woman down, just think, would I hop on this bandwagon if this was a man? Would this same situation happen if this woman were to be a man? What is the power dynamic in this? And where is the woman coming from? I think there may be a bit of internalized misogyny in everyone just because the patriarchy for hundreds of years how it's been passed down from generation to generation and to just automatically think that way about women and not even purposely mean to over criticize a woman so next time just first of all try to be extra kind extra thoughtful and just next time ask yourself would i say the same thing about a man and if really ask yourself that though like really put in the like imagine you're talking about a man instead of a woman and then really think would i say the same thing about a man if the answer is no just do not say anything and try to recognize that and at the end of the day also believe women we always believe the woman all right well thank you guys for joining me at pop culture university today i'm so happy to be back spilling the tea this episode was so much fun Let's never leave each other again. Oh my God. Like it was too long. I'm really obsessed with y'all and all of our interactions and DMing and just tea spilling that we all do. Like I'm seriously in love with you guys. And the fact that the podcast is growing just means so much and just makes me feel so good. And the fact that you guys really like this shit, I could really not ask for more. Y'all are really the best. I feel so recharged after my trip too. So I feel like a lot of fun content is going to come this week on tiktok and instagram and really good podcast episodes coming up so as always just make sure to like and rate this podcast five star apple podcast spotify leave a cute little review screenshot yourself listening to it post it to your instagram story and tag me to help this podcast grow because we don't have big companies doing it for us but even if you don't i will still love you and i want to remind you that you are literally perfect just the way you are as you're listening to this podcast right now what you look like, what you smell like. Even if you have your morning breath right now, you're perfect just the way you are. You do not have to change a single thing for someone to accept you. I accept you. I love you. You slay. I'm just obsessed with you guys. You know that. I stand you. I'm in your fandom. Um. Oh my God, I'm getting the first merch mock-up sent to me today. So I don't know when that will be here, but whenever it is, I'm going to try it on. 
make sure I love it. I've gone through like a few different editing of it, but I feel like I'm really going to like the mock-up when it comes. So I'm so excited for you guys to get your hands on that and start repping the university. Like the legit university it is. Like why aren't we respected in like the Big Ten? <laughs> why isn't PCU in the Big Ten yet? Come on, we need like cheerleaders. I guess we can have a football team, but they have to wear like really short shorts and something like really sexy while they're playing or else we don't want them. Okay. <laughs> I will leave you guys, but until Tuesday, have an amazing weekend and I love you. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.